Hi there! Have you ever wondered what it's like to be an up-and-coming musician? Or maybe you just want to hear your favorite artists chat for a while. Either way, welcome to Tuned Out, your new favorite place to hear almost an hour of off-the-clock chatter from artists and musicians making their way in the scene today. I'm your host, Nick Weaver, and welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to uh, the first episode of this podcast about musicians title to be determined. We haven't come up with anything good yet. <clears throat> What's written on the sheet is terrible. So I've been told. <laughs> so uh, yeah, uh, for the first episode I have with me here in the studio, SK and Charles, also known as DJ Iron Mike. What up? What up? What up though? So uh, in the house, baby. Yeah. <laughs> you guys want to go ahead and introduce yourselves in your own way. Just talk about like who you are and what you do. I am SK the novelist. I am from Asheville. Uh, moved here. What is that? Not cool enough? <clears throat> Charles is shaking his head like I'm not cool enough. What up? What up? This is SK from Asheville. Um, yeah, I moved here about a year and a half ago. Uh, I've been making hip hop for a couple years. Uh, my career has been going downhill since I met Iron Mike, but you know, <laughs> trying to pick it up. So um, yeah, what about you? <laughs> what's good? I'm, what's good? I'm DJ Iron Mike. Iron Mike. Um, I'm from the Bronx. Moved down here to Raleigh like five years ago. Started coming to NC State. I've been doing music since I was like, shoot, since I was like 14. Started out DJing, um, doing like turntablism and stuff like that, making beats like that down in the Bronx, um, like nightclubs and all that kind of stuff. Everybody in the Bronx raps. That's just something you do. <laughs> so, I mean. Got to find know, a way to get by, right? Yeah, man. It's just something you do. Like, you know, you're just chilling on the block in the summertime and you just, you know, spit some rhymes just to, just to, just to, just for fun. So, um, yeah, like got out of, I went, went, to, went away to the army for a little while, came out, started coming here to NC State and started actually doing it, putting it down. Yeah, that's actually kind of interesting to think about. You were in the army for a while there, um, and you started your your rapping before, like you went into that. Did that yeah. actually influence like your your style? Any? Did you like work on your music while you were in the army? Did you come up with like you know uh, raps around that sort of thing? Absolutely. Like that was like you know because in the army, like it's not all like you know moving a hundred miles an hour like constantly. Like you you do a lot of sitting around <laughs> doing absolutely nothing. And like, cause like all the all the cool stuff you see on like the commercials and like the promotion, like the promotions and stuff. Like we always joke about it, cause it's like for that like five minute segment of something cool happening. There's like five hours of doing absolutely nothing. So yeah, like my friends and I, like you know, I made friends that that were into hip hop too, and we'd sit around and just like kick freestyles and talk nonsense and stuff. But I never really, like, actually, like, seriously wrote about anything. It was always just kind of, like, freestyles, like, stuff that I'd, like, build in my head. And, you know, like, making fun of, like, our squad leader. Mm. <laughs> so you started getting serious after you uh, came to NC State, right? Yeah, pretty much. Like, all of my experiences from before the Army and after the Army kind of had me in, like, a weird place as an adult. You know, like, I had a lot of, like, it was really, like, a, a good way of how I how I was able to like get acclimated to being a civilian again like like you know you come 
coming from like the hood and doing some of the stuff that I did <laughs> as a kid and then, you know, going away to the army to get away from that kind of stuff and then getting out. Like I never really had like a time where I was just not like doing something that was like crazy. You know what I mean? So yeah. when I got out and I was like, I moved here to Raleigh and it's so slow and I don't have to worry about like hood <laughs> stuff or like, you know, about like army kinds of stuff. Like I was able to really decompress and like kind of just like, you know, really kind of process everything that I've gone through and hip hop, like being able to like, just like practice and like put it down on paper and rap about it and stuff was like really big for me to like become a civilian. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. I mean, you know, uh, you said it's, it's been a while since you've been doing crazy stuff, but like <laughs> being in the music scene's crazy, man. You it know? is. It's it is. just, it's a, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of stuff that, uh, you know, you, you gotta have it. You gotta work hard and it's just, it's ever evolving. You gotta keep up with it, you know? Um, SK, um, as your bio writer for Wolf Tracks, uh, yeah. full disclosure here, uh, I know both of them through Wolf Tracks. It's pretty much the only way I make contact. Uh, oh, that's cool. SK, as your bio writer, I know a little bit about your history. Uh, you were the, correct me if I'm wrong here, co-creator of AVL, AVL Battlegrounds. Yes, yes. And that was in Asheville, right? Yeah. Yeah. Me and, uh, me and my homie Filthy, we, um. Well, we, we've, we've always been like a fan of uh, battle rap, you know, and then one day me and him kind of like, we're like, yo, let's, you know, let's meet up in the backyard, have all the homies around and, uh, and just do a little, little battle back and forth and, and see what happens, you know? And then we did that and a couple of the people were like, yo, this is a really good idea. Like we should expand upon this and, you know, shout out, uh, Mike live. Um, he, he was there at the, uh, at the backyard event and he h hooked us up with, um, our next venue, which was the Orange Peel. So if you've ever been to Asheville, that's like the second biggest venue in Asheville. What, what um, is that like, the Orange Peel? Um, what does the name imply exactly? I don't, you know, I don't know where it came from. That's funny. Um, it's just so Asheville. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's just randomly like tiled nonsense. Something with a beer or something, probably. Yeah, something with beer. You know how beers get the oranges. Yeah, that them. absolutely yeah. sounds like Asheville to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But as far as, like, the experience of it, it was, like, absolutely crazy because, you know, we literally went from a backyard to um, we brought, like, 300 people in the in the door. You know, well, me and me and Mike walked around all day handing out tickets, but, you know, <laughs> uh, we, we, we definitely brought in some people and um, being on, like, that big of a stage was just, like, it was, like, wow. But, but yeah, we, we had a couple more events uh, out in Asheville, and then we actually, me and Iron Mike just had our first event out here in Raleigh, uh, December 29th, um, last year. And, uh, it, it was dope, man. We brought in like 180 people, probably we something like that. We, we packed out Neptunes. I mean, it was, it was wild. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, so shout out all the people who've been on board helping, helping out with that. Right. Oh. And so your involvement with AVL, did that get you, uh, did that propel you into getting like gigs and, and working like as a serious musician or did, uh, did you start, you know, trying to work your way into the scene and like climb up the ladder before you started up ABL? Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, like if you're from Asheville, like you better do some art of some, some type, you know what I'm saying? Like if not, it's kind of like, you're just that weirdo that, that creeps on people in downtown. Like you got to find a hobby. You're either one of those two hey, people. Hey, what if creeping on people in downtown is your hobby? Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. Don't there's discriminate. That or, there's different types or, of art. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like you're going to be a weirdo no matter what. You might as well be a musician. So people want to hang out with you. Um, but, um, 
Yeah, so, I mean, when I was, all right, so I was, this isn't as cool as Charlie's story, but uh, I was, I'll just go ahead and tell you that right now. Um, I was, uh, <laughs> I was working at a grocery store, um, and then I met, I met Filthy, the philosopher, uh, out, out there, you know, also my, my partner for AVL Battlegrounds, but this was way before then. We met up, and, and one day we just started uh, ciphering, um, you know, freestyling and stuff, and and next thing you know, I mean, we we both went in on a mic together, like a, a microphone, and we um, just started recording some demos. And uh, then I started like after I graduated high school, I started having a little bit more time on my hands because um, I was out at community college out there, and and uh, and yeah, I started we took took it more serious. I started getting into the whole like mixing and mastering thing, knowing how to make really high quality music. And then um, then we did our, our first or my first music video for uh, let the trumpet tell the story um, out there I was I think I was about uh, 19 yeah so and then from then on I just been trying to like focus on doing entire projects and uh, somewhere along the way when we did AVL battlegrounds um, yeah that really propelled us because 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 you get your three battles but but the thing about us that I don't really see other leagues doing is is having musicians do um, like like uh, 20 minute slots in between that doing like actual music performance so um whenever i wasn't in a battle i would perform um and uh and yeah it just it's always kind of given a platform for that if i choose to perform sometimes i just host um but but yeah it's definitely like propelled my involvement in in the rap scene for sure so yeah and this I, just occurred I to I me. Answered your question. Yeah. What does AVL stand for? It's Asheville. It's just like a that oh acronym of oh, Asheville. So it's There's not no, like, clever. Yeah, it's not <laughs> as clever as yeah yeah. But we are um we're we are switching our brand over soon. Um, there's a um a thing we kind of <clears throat> been dragging along the way called First in Flight, but Flight as in F L Y T E, and it's not just stupidly misspelling it to be cool um flight is actually an ancient form of competitive poetry uh found in like ancient societies like it goes way back to greece and and all sorts of stuff and uh essentially poets would get together and competitively use poetry to like roast each other in front of like entire arenas of people and uh and yeah that was called flight so we blended first in flight the north carolina slogan to first in flight like flight poetry and uh yeah that that's a little more clever i guess than avl battle that's really cool i like that yeah that's, uh... we're gonna be switching that over um we've had a couple events under that title um but we're actually gonna be switching that over to the name of the league soon um i'm gonna push for that whenever we do but for now it's still avl battlegrounds but yeah so cool and uh, i don't know if you mentioned this before uh but what propelled you to uh to move to raleigh from Asheville? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I um I was uh you know out in community college, and I knew I wanted to go to a university to get my bachelor's. Um, so I I picked NC State. I always knew I wanted NC State. So I'm out here getting a business entrepreneurship um degree. So cool. And yeah. uh, Charles, you recently graduated, but that was that your degree or what was it? What do you mean? I well, yeah, like <laughs> I, uh, I, I, when I got out of the army, I wanted to go, I wanted to go back to school. That was like my biggest like goal because if you live in New York and you're trying to go to school and not having a full-time job, you got to live with your parents. <laughs> 
and I can't live with I can't I love my moms. If, I know you've been listening to this, but I can't live with you. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like I I wanted I wanted Chapel Hill like most people, and I didn't get in. I feel that. Pain. And then I had I I got to learn I got to know NC State, and um took some classes part time to get acclimated and get like got in, and I got my degree in uh, public relations last in in uh in December this past December. Gotcha. I was way off with that degree prediction. Uh, what? You thought, what? You, <laughs> I thought you got the same thing as SK. My nah, bad. I have, I have the uh, arts entrepreneurship minor, though. Shout outs to Dr. B. Mm. Yeah, yeah I, I have that too. So I guess it is Shout worth mentioning. You, uh, you're one of the co-founders of Wolf Tracks uh, as per, you know, the, oh, the pretty group. much. I mean, like, you know, there, there's always arguments about who founded Wolf Tracks, <laughs> but yeah, I am. Go ahead with your question. I'm sorry. I mean, I ain't. <laughs> I'm not pointing uh, fingers. I'm just saying, like, uh, you were in that class with, like, the the main people that were there at the start with, uh, I guess, Grisha and uh, was it Alyssa and a couple other people? Anderson. Anderson. Yeah. yeah. And that, uh, I guess we could talk about Wolf Tracks for just a minute because uh, that's what unites us all here. Um, just, uh, Charles, you want to spell it out just a little bit? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Wolf Tracks Music Group It's the... Um it's pretty much the organization we started here on NC State. Um, <laughs> uh, basically, it's the organization we started that is that that works as a um, full service management firm for artists that are students and off campus that aren't like non students to NC State. Basically, a bunch of us who have worked in the music industry in some way locally or have taken a lot of coursework that can help artists get together, and we like help them create business operations for themselves as artists instead of just kind of like, you know, willy nilly trying to get shows around town and not really having a plan like business. We have business school majors. We have communications majors. We got arts majors, design majors. So we pretty much take what we're learning and we put it into real, into real world use for something that like, you know, who doesn't want to work in music? So, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, and uh, one of our most recent uh, recruits, or I guess not most recent, but you know, we recently picked up uh, Pat Junior. Uh, that was a summer. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> that was a summer. I mean, very I guess, relative yeah. on the recent. Re yeah, but, uh, yeah. I thought it was just worth mentioning because he's kind of he's kind of blowing up right now a little bit, right? Yeah, Pat's doing his thing, man. He, um, you know, he came, he came. I met him from at a show that I did with Anderson Burris last January, like exactly a year ago. And he came up to my sh up to my radio show here at WKNC, and we chopped it up. He was really cool. We hit it off, and I told him I've just mentioned Wolf Tracks to him, and he was like surprisingly down for it. Like it's like, oh man, I wanted like I didn't even ask if he wanted to be a part of it. And he was like, that sounds really cool. I was like, yeah, we'd love to have you in here because like you know he's established around around here like in Raleigh, and like um. The relationship's been really good. Like we helped him out with his uh with his listening party. Um, we're helping him put together some promotional things and we got some big plans. So. Yeah, I'm specifically making his e press kit next yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that uh, that gives us some time to uh, transition in the next segment, which is tech talk. Uh, usually, this applies more to like guitarists and and you know digital musicians, but you get, you mix your own beats a lot. And uh, as USK, actually, you guys are both pretty prolific in that sense. Uh, so, whereas I would usually talk about pedals, what is like your preference in uh, digital audio workstations? Do you have like a favorite mic brand or mixer? Or, uh, what do you work with when you're when you're going out and performing? Yeah. Well. As far as like recording, um, either either one. Yeah, as far as recording, I got a uh, an AKG uh, two fourteen. Um, if you're like a microphone guru, you might know what I'm talking about. But <laughs> um, it's really good. It's done wonders for me. Um, I picked it up about a year ago, and then I have a, a Audient uh, preamp, um, which is really dope. That's that's what I've always used. Uh, Charles makes fun of me because I still record on GarageBand, but. Um, <laughs> Apparently, I could step my my program game up, but uh, but yeah, that's my setup at home. As far someday, as mics, man, someday you'll make it to Fruity Loops. We yeah, believe in someday, you. someday. I've been you know praying hard, but um, <laughs> as far as like live performance, dude, I just you know I just want a venue that has a mic that you know works. <laughs> so I, I don't really know much about that not that end. Yeah, well, we're not going to name any names. Do not name names. Um, no, no, no. Feel free. Start some beefs. That makes the show more popular. Yeah, let's get beef with the local venues. That's that's a good start. Um, no, I, uh, yeah, I just, you know, as long as the, the mic quality is good and they got a good setup, it's all about showing up for, um, what's it called, mic check. I'm still the guy that shows up for mic check to make sure everything's good. Some musicians are too cool for that, but but I'm not, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. I'm all about the SM58 for sure. That's like my mic brand. I'm not like a snob or anything. I just plug it into a terrible Fender. That's a, oh, okay, okay. I yeah. got you. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Charles? What about you? I mean, I don't I don't have a home studio per se, but I do, you know, I make beats and um, I DJ. So um, I use Ableton for making beats. I'm still learning it. Like, cause it, Ableton's crazy, man. Like, God, I have no idea what I'm doing when I even look at it. So it's so open ended, but you can do so much with it. So I'm just, I've been like for the past like two years or so, on and off, like getting, like getting really serious about getting to know the plugins and all that kind of stuff, like the effects. Um, my homeboy Crystals, um, he's just like a wizard on Ableton. So like, I'll basically like make something. And I'll holler at him and be like, yo, tell me how to, do, <laughs> you know, like, show me how to make this pop. Like, show me how to make this, like, sound even better. So, like, there's definitely, like, between me and him, there's definitely, like, a really good, like, symbiotic relationship when it comes to, like, production and stuff like that. Um, but for DJing, I use Serato. Um, I have a Pioneer um, DDJSR. Um you know, Serato's pretty cool as opposed to Tractor. I, I like Serato better than Tractor. People, like, in the DJ world, people live and die by their programs mm-hmm. that they use. Um, some people love Tractor. Some people love Serato. I'm a Serato guy. Um, I just like 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 the effects, and I like the way it, it handles. So, um, but, yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't mess with mics. I don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. I just spit my rhymes, and it better sound good. <laughs> I get that. But also, um, as far as like what I do use for recording, like I don't use it personally, but I always go to um Bull City Sound in Durham. It's really good um recording studio. My homeboy Alex Absolute runs it. Um he's an amazing engineer, he uses Pro Tools, um like 
I, I don't even I, I look at Pro Tools. I don't even know what the hell is going on. <laughs> like, but you know, it's it's about. I mean, like in my in my case, it's really like about like getting like having a good engineer. You know, like a good engineer is everything. I think in any genre. Mm-hmm. So you know, because without without that, like, there's I think it's literally impossible to be an artist that can like produce. It can write, produce, engineer, master. All that stuff, like I don't know if there is, then hats off to you, bro. <laughs> yeah, you need like a like an unbiased ear kind of to come in and yeah, like go exactly. over what you you know. It's always good to have that. I've never heard of somebody successfully doing all of those things and then getting nah, like nah. the best quality project. Probably. Yeah, I just think it's always important to talk about you know uh, what you use, so the people that are coming into it are like, oh hey, I want to you know start doing music, start making my own beats and stuff, but you know I don't know where to start. I think it's always cool to get the insight as to how different artists do their thing. You know, um, you always look at a person up on stage with like, in my case, I'm a guitarist, so I'm looking at the pedals. I'm like, geez, I've got like a thousand of those things. I don't even know what the first one's called. It's like you know, how do I get that kind of sound, you know? And uh, I think it's always good to get an insight into how you make your own personal sound. Yeah, I mean, like, definitely, that for sure. Like, like especially when it comes to, like, beat making and DAWs, um, it's really, like, it, it. Like, I've used a couple different programs, and it really is just a matter of what your what what works for you. You know what I mean? Like, everyone has their own, like, learning style and stuff. And, you know, I tried, I had Reason for a while, and Reason was just, like, I don't know. I just didn't like it. I didn't like the way it felt. Um, I tried FL Studio. I didn't really like that either. And, you know, Ableton just kind of, I liked it. I liked the open-ended part of Ableton. So. Yeah, I tried to use FL Studio, but the uh, the crack I got of it, no, I totally bought it legally. The version I got of it uh, was totally broken. So then I switched over to Ableton, and now I have no idea what I'm doing. That's yeah. just... Uh. You definitely have to have, for Ableton, you definitely have to have someone, like, at least guide you to, like, yeah, the beginnings of it. Otherwise, I mean? like you don't even know what the knobs are and the buttons yeah, that you can't yeah. tell. Yeah, well, like, yeah. I mean, if you turn on that screen, it's just like it's literally like a blank canvas. Yeah, it's just like, like a big <laughs> field of gray. Like, it's not even a... yeah, like <laughs> like what the f- is this? <laughs> but yeah, I know uh, Griffin in the club. He swears by Reaper, uh, which is I have no experience. I've with never that. even heard of that one. Yeah, it's uh, it's like I've heard of Isotope. I've heard of Audition. I haven't heard of people using Audition for music necessarily, but like. He he really loves Reaper. It's just I want to find more people that know about it just to figure out if it's any find good. Find out Griffin's got beats. <sighs> Maybe not beats, but Griffin's got, <laughs> he's got something. something. He's got some yeah. sounds put together. Yeah, he's got something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's uh, that's probably enough about tech talk. Uh, let's move on to the next section: venues galore. So uh, I think it's always fun to talk about you know where where you like to perform, where you performed recently, where you like to see other people perform at. For me, that's just a huge Cat's Cradle. I love watching people at Cat's Cradle. It's like one of my favorite places. There's also Kosher Hut, the local house show venue. Uh, where do you guys like to go? I know you recently did Neptune's. That was a good experience for y'all. Yeah, definitely. Neptune's was crazy. I love the um. All right, yeah, I I love the ambiance of Neptune's, man. Like, I don't know if for anyone who hasn't been there, like, it's just got like this cool like underground feel to it, and um, it's got like exposed brick and dimly lit with like red lights, and it's just like it's got a real like cool vibe to it, and um, good drink prices too. <laughs> and, <laughs> and people it's underneath who go Kings. there, though, uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's owned by the same people who own King, mm-hmm. so you know. And like, so like, you know, the people who run it know what they're doing. Good sound. Yeah. That's always important. Yeah, definitely. And, um, 
I also where else have I been? I've done Deep South. Um, I love playing in Asheville. Asheville's fun, man. People in Asheville just like to turn up. You're like Raleigh people. I love Raleigh people. <laughs> Raleigh people are a little more like you know reserved when they're at shows. Like you got to get the you got to like kind of like massage them into it. But like, <laughs> but like Asheville people just come out the gate like, oh, I've never heard of this dude, but this bass is crazy. I'm gonna go nuts. <laughs> so yeah, like Timo's house was fun. Um, did what is that the auditorium with you guys? That was yeah. cool. Auditorium is fun. One stop. One stop's very dope. Kind of what you were talking about, man. Everyone will go there, and they'll have, like, EDM shows on, like, Tuesdays. And just, like, you would not... Like, there is no such thing as, like, insecurity in that place. Like, everyone just dances however they want. You know what I'm saying? The, the, you know, get, get a couple drinks in you, and the, the whole crowd is just, like... It's lit. There's nobody sitting around. It's awesome. Um, yeah. And, uh, obviously, the orange peel's dope. Um but uh, as far as performance show, the one stop has been dope. Timos, um, auditorium, those are all the places we've done for like um, battlegrounds events and concerts. So, yeah, shout out Asheville. Yeah, if you like local shows, you got to go out to Asheville once in your life. Yeah, I mean, there's like the the basic rotation of um, you know, we, of course we wind up at Casa a lot, but um, you know, basic rotation of um, you know, Deep South. Um, what were the other ones? <laughs> Deep South, Neptunes. Kings. I've never performed at Slims. I want to try. I want to. I want to go to Slims. Slims is like a bar. Is it a, a actual like stage venue? It's a stage venue, but it's like a bar. It's it's like both. Mm-hmm. Um, it's small. It's on Wilmington Street in downtown Raleigh, and they usually have like like rock rock artists come through. But um, they uh, they're starting to like kind of like expand their bookings into other genres. And it's a cool setup. I saw Bully there. You know the band Bully? I'll pretend I do. They're dope. They're like an alternative, like, I don't know, alternative, kind of grungish. Um, uh, female front singer. She's dope as hell. But I saw her, I saw her band at the at, <laughs> at Hopscotch a couple of years ago. And I had never been to Slims before. And I was just like, the way it's set up is like it's perfect to pack out. So, like, it would be great for a hip-hop show. Because hip-hop shows are good in small venues. Especially when you're, like, kind of, like, a up-and-coming, like, when you're a startup artist. Because, like, when you can pack a place out and just get people into it, like, it feels so much better than being at some big venue where it's, like, even if you have a lot of people that showed up, it still looks like people are peppered in there. <laughs> yeah, it's like an intimate audience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they get a deeper connection with you and you can, like, pump up the crowd a lot better, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Like, Cat's Cradle. Like I love Cat's Cradle to go for like shows for like artists that are big. Like, mm-hmm. like I went, I saw Danny Brown there um, the weekend of Halloween. Um, saw Denzel Curry there a couple months before that, and like it was nuts because people come out in droves for those guys, and they're they're like the fans are so crazy, like they're dedicated, they're ready to go nuts. But then like you know we did Double Barrel Benefit there last year, and like even though De Niro Ferrar who is a pretty big rap artist, like it's still like, there were a lot of people there, but it didn't feel like there were a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. Like cat's cradle. Like you have to like, if it's not like packed to capacity, yeah. it just looks like it just looks bad. <laughs> yeah. I guess that is a problem with like larger <laughs> venues. You really got to make sure that you know, your audience size and you know where you're, you're prepared to perform at. And 
how it's going to go for you. One of the things that you mentioned that I think is interesting is that uh, you're looking to perform at Slims, and you say they mostly cater to like rock acts and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I think you have uh, some experience playing in venues that are mostly catered to a different genre than uh, hip hop or or EDM or whatever that you might be doing at the moment. What what is that like? Are most venues like mostly prepared for whatever, or do you ever notice like subtle problems where they're not catered to the genre that you're doing? I mean, I don't know. Like the only place I ever. I ever went to that they weren't ready for us. And I mean, this isn't to start anything, <laughs> but it was, it was Timo. It was like, I think they were more used to like people coming in and bringing their own stuff. You know, like I got there and they didn't have a mic ready and that kind of stuff. And like, I was like, I was just kind of surprised about that, but like other places, I mean like deep South kind of like they cater to everyone. I think like it, it's, it's really just a matter of how the, how the staff at the venue handles the bill mm-hmm. you know like they're like the venues are as responsible for promoting a show like appropriately as as artists are so um i've never i'm not i've actually never seen a, a situation where like i went to a show and like the the audience like just wasn't expecting hip-hop or anything sk it looks yeah. like you got something to say yeah, on well that. the only time that that's really happened is like and it really wasn't a bad thing. Is like like the auditorium um, back in Asheville. Like, there's a bunch of regulars that come there, you know. And I think the venue tip that venue typically has like rock bands. Like all the pictures I've ever seen on the website and stuff, it's always like a live band of some sort. So like they have like a group of twenty or thirty regulars that come out on like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you know. And then we come through with like an entire like hip hop variety show. And I think it like put them off for a minute, but like. You know, if you if you show like authenticity with your art, you know what I'm saying? If you show you're really about it, like most people will hop on board with it. I don't think anyone would be like, you know, what the heck are these guys doing here type of thing. But but yeah, luckily I haven't really had that happen yet, but I, I could see that happening. I mean I mean we, we did have that show at Kaza's with Wolf Tracks. We're like <laughs> the artists that we have on Wolf Tracks, like we've got a we've got a pretty good like wide array of we've got artists. a very strong variety yeah yeah so like you know we have jake who's like kind of like you know pop like yeah like pop rock ish kind of i heard he was folk i haven't heard him yet <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> yeah uh, then we have then we have austin pope who's country and then we have sk who's hip-hop and so we had our little end of semester showcase and it was just very varied and there were more country people in there than anything and so, like, me and SK get up, and I have a couple tracks with SK, and I was just being so ratchet. Like, I, <laughs> like I was just, like, there were more, like, I was like, you know what? Screw it. Like, I'm just going to be the dude from the Bronx that I am, and I'm just going to, like, act crazy. And I did. And it was just so funny because people were like, what'd you say? Like, what'd you say? It looked like they were saying, like, well, it's this kind of show, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty accurate description. <laughs> like, just, like, fixing their knickers, like, oh, man. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Country, country parents, you know, and then hip-hop. That's a that's an interesting interesting blend of, of people, but it was it was dope. It was dope, but yeah, Charlie, Charlie definitely didn't hold back on his uh, <laughs> on his uh, his his language. <laughs> what, what I loved about that was that immediately after you went on and became the Bronx man, uh, we had to do the CMA goodie bag giveaway, and people were just not prepared for that drastic change in mood. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a very big difference between Iron Mike 
and um Charles Morse. <laughs> Charles Morse has to get like you know a job and feed his kid and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and Iron Mike doesn't give it. <laughs> Clearly, like, he doesn't give a, a, I don't a get, hoot about the radio's language. I, 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 yo, this, this is <laughs> this is like pre-recorded. We can do this. We can go, I can show you how to go back and I know exactly how to do it. You're just making <laughs> things hard for me. Either way, yeah, I got you know I had to like. It's just fun to switch it up, I guess. I like in my music, like as I said earlier when I was talking about like, you know, making my music. Like I get to be as ridiculous as I want to be when I'm making my music. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about like, you know, caring about what people who don't like hip hop have to think. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm gonna bring all that out. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back to the hut. I'm gonna I'm gonna digress. I'm gonna... <laughs> Yeah, well, for what it's worth, I think you did great, even if that wasn't, you know, the proper crowd to be listening to that type of music, you know. <laughs> I, I think you brought it. I think the audience responded at least to the degree that they were willing to. <laughs> yeah. No, they were good. No, they were they were they were actually more responsive than I was than I was expecting. They were they were good sports with it. Yeah. All right. I think that's a good transition into the next segment, uh, gripes and such, which is just rant about anything that's going on in the industry right now that you're particularly up up in arms about or just uh, if we have nothing to that degree, if there's any rappers that are starting beef or if you're starting beef with anybody, uh, or we could talk about <laughs> SK's very recent rap battle. I'm starting beef with SK uh, right now. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we got beef. You whack, nah. son. Nah. You garbage. Here, here you go. <laughs> don't, don't come to people's shows and tell them how to run their shows, man. Don't nobody do that. I'm not pointing fingers at nobody. But but somebody might know who I'm talking about. Yeah. No, don't be coming to shows and trying, yeah, complaining about how people run their shows because, you know, yeah. Very articulate. Well, Thank damn. you. Well, damn. Okay. What you got to say? I got to say, um, um, stop co-signing whack people just because they show up to your shows. That's a big problem in the local scene, man. Local hip hop scene, especially. Like, like it's cool. Like, yo, listen, everybody. Like, just because you're showing up to shows and stuff, like, that's cool. Like, you can be a fan. Like, but you know, when like you start pretending that someone's nice just because they're a nice person, like, nah, that just totally like kind of like it kind of diminishes the the art of it all, you know. And like, and there's some people that like they'll give it to you straight. I know some people, Oak City Slums will look at you in the face and be like, "This song is whack, son." <laughs> like, and like, does Pat he use Jr. those words exactly? Because I really hope he does. He would, yeah. And Pat Junior is the same kind of way. Like, he'll he'll tell you straight up, like, "I don't really, I'm not really feeling this," and I respect that a hundred percent. But there's some people that like they'll put whack people on their bills on their shows. I don't know if it's to like make them look better if you got to sit through like 30 minutes to someone being whack and then you got to see this other person like oh at least he's better like you know what I mean? yeah. but yeah like this whole like there's there's some there's a bad problem with people co-signing whack people sometimes and i'm not gonna say who but at the end of the day when you're sitting in bed trying to go to sleep you know who you are <laughs> all right fair enough, fair enough. But- sk you gotta add something yeah, well, I was going to say, because you had mentioned the battle, um, my battle with T-Top. You know, I got love for T-Top, man. I've always been a, f- a fan of T-Top, and, and uh, there was actually no beef there. That was that was set up just simply from a, um, from an organization uh, called Jungle State, who, who set that up, trying to—they uh, link, like, college students and professionals together. 
Um, and yeah, I had a lot of fun there. There, there was, you know, I don't have too much beef about the, the, uh, the whole setup with that. It was, a, it was a fun event. Anderson Burris also battled a guy from A uh, and T, and Anderson definitely did his thing. Um, and uh, there was a singing battle between um, Jordan Williams. Um, I can't remember his artist name, but he's he's a, he's a big guy on campus out here. The dude who opened for like Ti and everything. Take um, your word for it. Yeah, Sonny Miles. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he battled a guy, I think, also from A&T. Um, that whole event was dope, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't really have too much gripe about that. I, I probably could have came a little bit better than I've I did. I've got a gripe about that comp, about that event. Carolina A&T, y'all need to stop pretending that y'all are some gangsters. You're representing a school. <laughs> like, forget that. That dude Grits and all of his people, they came through and they were giving mean mugs to everybody. We're on a college campus, son. Like, no. No one believes that you're going to jump anybody. Stop. Just stop. And that is all I'm going to say. <laughs> wow. Shout out A&T, man. Y'all did nah. your thing, man. <laughs> nah. Y'all did your thing. We don't want beef Get with A&T, A&T man. man. We don't want beef with A&T. Come through with some cool people. And not some people <laughs> that want to pretend that they're like on the set of Belly. Forget that. Yeah. <laughs> you can be nice. Yeah. Man, that's A- true. A&T's in my hometown. That is not, that's not gangster territory. No. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like all right. Well, those are some good gripes. That was fun. Uh, moving on. <laughs> moving on to uh, music news. Is there any besides you know Bad and Bougie becoming the latest meme? Um, anyone dropping albums? Anyone that you're looking forward to uh, coming up on the up and up? Man, I'm, this is disgraceful because I'm a DJ and I don't even know this right now. Like, <laughs> I've been so wrapped up in my own stuff. Um, Ab Soul dropped a project that was really dope. He dropped a project last month. Did you check that out? I still haven't checked. I'm not a huge Absol fan. Really? Yeah. He's dope. I've I know seen it him live. Be, yeah, he's he's great. Um, that was dope. Uh, hmm. I like J. Cole's project. I don't know. I'm naming the big names right now. Well, I mean, that but, came out. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's relatively. Yeah, yeah like J. Cole's joint is new. Like, yeah, it's, dope. It's, it's dope. I liked it. Like, coming out, though? I think. Like, new stuff. Hmm. Let's think about it. I'm trying to think. Uh, Beyonce and Jay. Having twins. Oh, yeah. Oh, or yes. royalty. Oh, yeah. Man, yeah. 40,000 news stories on Facebook wasn't enough. Now it's got to infect my podcast. I don't even care about Queen <laughs> B. I said it. Yo, there's a sign on Emily's door. <laughs> what does it say? Beyonce's having twins. twins. <laughs> Please kill me. Uh, this is what our cultures come to. Yo, okay, look. you know what? Respect. Respect for Beyonce. I don't care. No, I don't care at no all. One should care. <laughs> oh, should God. Care. <laughs> I care. We're starting no, just joking. starting beef with no, Beyonce no, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we're we're calling you out. <laughs> I want to sing and battle Beyonce. <laughs> Next cipher. Let's get Jay Z down here. Battle on her behalf. Yeah, uh, I'll take you too, Jenna. You know. No, I'm not even. <laughs> <laughs> let's not diss Jay Z. Let's not diss <laughs> no A&T I will diss A T University. I won't diss Jay Z though. <laughs> oh, I won't diss A T. Okay, as an institution, I won't diss A T. Just I'll that just, group of people. I'll just yeah, diss yeah, yeah. that group of corny ass people that showed up to the battle. There you go. Can we say that on we're air? We're still on gripes, apparently. <laughs> they were. Yeah. yeah there was some no, I mean the, the two flow together very nicely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was that was corny ass people. I don't think I trust <laughs> yet, so I'll, I'll use it for that. One. You can yeah. say ass, just don't follow it up with uh, anything, uh, anything else. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's about all the news I think. <laughs> There's no news. Here. Yeah. There's never news. <laughs> we could have done better. 
Yeah, no, I mean, valiant effort, uh, keeping it real. Um, but yeah, I think we're about to close up here. Last segment is Pimp Your Tunes. Uh, what you got coming out, what you have come out recently, anything you're working on, anything you want to talk about, concerts, etc. Yeah, I dropped a song called Foes. Um, that's on SoundCloud, Foes, SK the Novelist. You can find that. Um, Wolf Tracks is pushing that. Thank you, guys. Um, and uh, You're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then I'm working on a project with a producer called... Um, a producer by the name of Big Dave out from Asheville. He's another radio uh, voice too, uh, but he's also a dope artist um, and producer. And I'm working on a project called In My Bag um, with, what? yeah, working on a project called In My Bag, um, exclusively produced by him. Uh, probably about five tracks or something, but that's kind of what I'm working on. So, yeah, what about you? I thought you weren't doing that one with Big Dave. I changed my mind. I am doing the one with Big Dave. Yeah. Apparently there is music news. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um I'm doing um I got some I got some some stuff in the works. Uh working with Crystals. We me and him have a um have a have a EP coming out. It's gonna be a six track EP. Yeah, I love the way your joint name works, by the way. Just yeah, Iron, Iron Crystals. Crystals. That's gonna be the name of the giant. It's just, it's gonna be Iron Crystals. There might be an Iron Iron Crystals part two. We'll see how that works, but we got some really, we got some really cool stuff. It's really good. Like, uh, I'm not gonna name. We got like a couple really good features on it. Not too heavy on the features though, but like the ones that we got, like we wanted them to be like impactful. They're gonna be like people that like you're gonna want to hear. Um, some uh, and yeah, and then some more um DJ gigs coming up. Um, doing some stuff at South by Southwest. Uh, it's, it, battle, yeah, we got um another battlegrounds um battle coming up in early March. Date isn't a hundred percent locked down yet, but it's it's in the works. It's like ninety percent there. Um, gonna be the the card on this one's gonna be dope. It's gonna be crazy. Like if you like the last one, this one's gonna be nuts. Can we announce names. Do you want? I mean, we're not a hundred. Like, well, we got we got Juice Lord and we got. DMT lockdown, uh, and we got a dude named Tuan Lavelle, who's who's on the come up from uh, UNC Pembroke battling uh, Manifest. Um, but yeah, we still got to get most of the lineup. But we could throw those names out there. If okay, excited. Yeah, yeah, Juice Juice versus DMT is gonna be crazy. Yeah, like if you don't know who Juice is, man, Juice Lord Magnus, he's a beast, yo. Like he's he's a crazy good artist. Crazy energy, like the dude has like the the total package. And DMT is definitely like he's a tight MC. Um, if he, funny thing about DMT is like if you ever met him, he doesn't look like the type of dude who'd battle. He's just like a nice guy, you know what I mean? Like, and he plays the guitar and, and uh, he plays the guitar and stuff. <laughs> but he's like he's nasty. He's nasty when he battles. He he uh he beat Drew. Drew he did. I know. It's just funny. Good. I know you got to care about the cipher politics, but I'm not a cipher, <laughs> so I don't have to care about cipher politics. <laughs> he beat Jerusalem. He he. They say he got beat by Saint Nickel from Durham. I don't agree. SK doesn't agree with it either. I don't know what happened when the judges picked out. I think he. Either way, he's dope. So yeah, Juice Lord versus DMT is going to be a really good battle. And we got some another battle that's like has been a long time coming. Hopefully it works out. We'll see what happens. So stay tuned. 
All right. Well, that's real cool. Uh, thank you guys for coming on the show. It's been great. You guys have been uh, awesome, awesome guests. And uh, everybody tune in uh, whenever the next episode comes out for whoever the next guests are. <laughs> uh, and stay tuned for an actual podcast name. Thank you for listening. Uh, I'm Nick Weaver. This has been DJ, DJ Iron Mike. Mike and SK The Novelist. Peace. Peace.